It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Sharon Salzberg is one of the leading meditation and spiritual teachers in the world and is the author of eight best-selling books. A teacher for 40 years, she's been a contributing editor to O, The Oprah Magazine, and has appeared in Time, Real Simple, Good Housekeeping, Self, and others. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her latest book. It's called Real Happiness at Work, Meditations for Accomplishment, Achievement, and Peace. Welcome, Sharon. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. You know, I have to say that your first book that I became familiar with you was the Real Happiness book, and I really feel like I learned how to meditate through that book. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it really, and it is a transformative thing. I'm, I'm ashamed to tell you that like many things in life, I tend to be not consistent, which <laughs> is difficult. But this latest book, you're really focusing on the workplace. What made you come out of our personal lives and into our work lives? Well, when Real Happiness came out, because its full title is Real Happiness, The Power of Meditation, a 28-day program, and it came out a couple of years ago in January and February, so conveniently has 28 days, we did a challenge on my website where people were blogging and, and writing comments about their meditation practice, and we asked people to be really honest, like, unless it really happened, not to say, you know, I sat down for three seconds and I floated off in a sea of bliss. And people were really talking about their experience and their values and um, the transformations. And it was clear from what they were saying that one of the hardest places of all for them to be themselves in the most authentic way was at work. So it was really from that inspiration that I began exploring it. Wow, that's amazing. Well, it it would be true. It would be hard to say to your coworkers, "Wait, I just need a minute to center myself yeah, or yeah. wait, I need a quiet moment." And and so you have these eight pillars and within we, which all of these wonderful uh small mindful ideas for us. So, which should we talk about first? Perhaps the eight pillars? Sure. Okay. So, so how did you arrive at these eight? Well, a lot of it actually was from conversations with those people, and I was very happy and grateful to see that the people who are writing in and the people that I get to work with when I teach um, were from such a huge variety of professions. It was everything from artists to doctors to hedge fund managers to an undercover policewoman, firefighters, school teachers, and so I tried to see what were the commonalities that made the difference for them in their work life. And and we came up almost collectively with these eight. Well, the first, of course, is balance. And and it's funny, when you were going through the list of people, I was thinking to myself, ooh, stressful, 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 (laughs) stressful. But then it occurred to me that really, you know, everybody's stress is personal. and, And there could be people that sound like they have absolutely pastoral jobs that are stressed out too. Yeah, so, yeah. But balance, this is really important. You talk about the ability to differentiate between who you are and what your job is. Well, that's true. So many times we're just defined by um, our work and, you know, that's how we introduce ourselves. I'm a so-and-so. Um, and we need to be able to, to make that difference, to understand that our deeper values, our deepest values, may be the most important thing, and that we need to find a way to bring them into our work life. And how do you do that without, you know, uh, an overused phrase, but oversharing, or, um, you know, how, how, what are some tips to do that? 
Well, we can. Uh, I mean, somebody told me actually it was very interesting that uh, something I didn't know after I'd written the book. They told me there's such a thing as email apnea that when we send emails, we actually stop breathing. <gasps> and, uh, so one of the greatest and simplest tools to return to ourselves, to return to our deepest values is to breathe, is, is to actually connect to the feeling of our breath. And it may seem almost petty, but it actually removes us from just the kind of crazy momentum that we get into and the way others are defining us rather than our being in touch with our deeper values. And so uh, it's a fantastic tool just to remember, okay, I'm going to take a breath. I'm going to be aware of the breath. Um, and it will really help us a lot. Well, you know, it's funny because when you bring up email apnea, one of the mindful ideas that you have is before sending an email, send it to your, or an important one, send it to yourself first. Oh, absolutely, especially if you think it's going to be kind of controversial and you're not totally sure how it's going to be received. And uh, if your main intention is actually to be helpful or to come to a resolution or see how something can work out, then do send it to yourself first and get get a hit of what it's like to receive that email and, and then see if you want to amend it in some way. Yeah, that's a really great tip. Sometimes when I'm composing an important one, too, I make sure there's no address in the address bar so that oh. if I do accidentally hit send, it's not going anywhere. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, one of the other pillars that you bring up in the book, the real happiness at work, is concentration. And for me, I know if I want to get a lot done, I leave the office. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, that is a hard one. How do you concentrate in the midst of all of the distractions that are work? Well, one of the great myths of our time is that multitasking is going to make us more efficient and that if we try to do 50 things at once, we'll get all 50 done well. But, in fact, research shows that we're not doing that much well at all when we're trying to multitask. So at least for some things, uh, the development of concentration is being able to pay attention and do one thing at a time. And, of course, the great fear is I'm not going to get anything done. That to-do list is monstrous and, and all of that. But the reality is it will get done better. Um, and so we choose an activity. It, it could be just one thing uh, where I mean, we're drinking a cup of tea or we're, you know, we're doing something where we're going to say, okay, I'm not going to drink the cup of tea and check my email and make the phone call and uh, do these other 50 things at the same time. I'm just going to do do this one and experience it fully. And then that becomes more of a habit. Yeah, an important habit. Do you think there is going to be some kind of accepted backlash to multitasking? I mean, do you think at some point we're all going to collectively understand that it's ridiculous? I do think so, actually. And, and I think that... Um, people will find much greater fulfillment from, say, actually listening to one another instead of listening to somebody and mentally composing the, those next 50 emails. Right. And when we realize that, then we'll make the shift. Yeah, because that is a crazy thing. And I, I mean, I am very guilty of it, probably more guilty than the average person. But it's like every time I think about it, I think this is crazy and it didn't used to be this way. And what is it? Is it technology that made us multitask or 
I, I just don't know what that all happened from. Well, I'll tell you what, if you are looking for something to bring you not only happiness at work, but uh, I think also well beyond, you've got to check out the book, Real Happiness at Work, Meditations for Accomplishment, Achievement, and Peace by Sharon Salzberg. And you should also check out Sharon's website, which is SharonSalzberg.com. And I'm going to put a link to all of this on amystable.com as well. Sharon, it's a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, again, a really wonderful book. Thank you so much for sharing some time with us today. Well, thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.